0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, over the course of this Lenten season, we have considered in some detail the work of the Lord against the schemes of the devil, and conversely, the work of the devil against the Lord and his church. And today we have the culmination of that whole conversation where the Lord Jesus reminds us of the very nature of the devil and why it is that the scriptures are of such importance to us. We know that the devil speaks falsehood when he speaks to Adam and Eve in the garden, these wicked words. Did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. We know also that the devil speaks falsehood when he comes before God, accusing Job of unbelief. Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all he has, and he will curse you to your face. Skin for skin, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. We know that the devil speaks out falsehood when he comes and he tempts our Lord Jesus. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones to bread. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself off the temple, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. All these kingdoms in their glory I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. We know this. But what we might forget in the midst of all that is this, this is not the devil acting out of character. He's not doing something unique here. He's doing what he always does. The devil isn't normally just leaving things alone and then periodically coming and messing around with us. Instead, he's constantly doing the same stuff. He's corrupting creation, he's killing mankind, and he's lying and driving all humanity to believe those lies. So Jesus says, "...the devil was a murderer from the beginning." And he does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. And so here's the battle. On one hand, the Lord is driving us to pure doctrine— And on the other hand, the devil is driving us to false doctrine. And that's it. That is the battle. That is fundamentally what is going on in the background of this great cosmic struggle between God and the devil. The Lord and the devil are battling over the souls of men. And the battlefield is not out there somewhere, not out in some wasteland, not somewhere out in the cosmos or something like that. The battlefield is here in our own minds, in our own consciences. It's a battle over men's souls, and that warfare takes place through our ears. Now, we're reminded that this is always how the devil attacks in Lutheran confessions. where We're talking about how the devil has uh, caused enthusiasm to run rampant in creation, this idea that we have the Holy Spirit apart from the external word of God. And then we note that, In this way, the devil turned Adam and Eve also into enthusiasts by driving them away from the outward word, but he did so with other words. The devil fights against us by driving us away from the true words of God, but he does that not by driving us to silence, but by driving us away from that word with other words. That is to say, the devil lies. He always lies. All he can do is lie. When he lies, he speaks out of his own being, says Jesus, for he is a liar and the father of lies. This is, um, this is what's going on in the hymn, A Mighty Fortress. You've got the line at the end of one of the stanzas, one little word can foul him. And when asked about this, Luther comments that that one little word is liar. It's to call the devil what he is, according to his own character. And so we come to this principle that if the devil wants something for us, it is, by its very nature, bad. It is evil. It is a lie. And we should reject it with all of our strength. And conversely, if the devil wants to keep us from something, we should embrace that thing all the more boldly and fully, because the devil never wants anything good for us. And this holds true for everything in creation. The devil knows that marriage is a good gift. that's why the Lord protects it in the commandments. And so he tries to get us to avoid it or to corrupt it or to destroy it. He knows that children are a good gift. That's why he protects them in the commandments. So he tries to get us to despise children or to think that child-rearing is a burden and not a gift. He knows that daily bread is good. That's why the Lord protects them in the commandments and teaches us to pray for it. But he also, but the devil knows that this good gift of bread can be abused, and so he tries to get us to think of our possessions as the most important thing that we have and to fundamentally then treat our possessions as God. The devil's always fighting against truth. But the chief thing that the devil cannot stand for us to have is the one weapon which can defeat him, and that is the word of God itself. And so that is what he will fight against harder than anything else, including his fights against marriage and family and daily bread and any of his other attacks that are constantly there. He will fight against God's word more. This is what's happening in this text. Just before this, the people have been listening to Jesus teach. This goes all the way back into John 6 that we had last week, where Jesus has fed the 5,000 with daily bread and they have declared him to be a bread king. Jesus, though, has declared himself to be something else. He has said that he is the true bread, which has come down from heaven, and that he is the light of the world, and that he is the great I am, something that he repeats again in this text where he says, before Abraham was, I am. But the people have been mostly deceived by the devil into thinking that either Jesus is there to be some sort of earthly king, like we heard last week, or that Jesus is demon-possessed, like we heard the week before and they accuse him of again this week, or that Jesus is preaching false doctrine because they've had the preaching of the devil ringing in their minds for so long that they can't distinguish truth from falsehood any longer. So even though Jesus is the true bread come down from heaven, they spit him out of their mouths. And even though Jesus is the light of the world, they love the darkness more. And even though Jesus is the great I Am revealed to Moses in the burning bush, they want to destroy him. And even though Jesus is the emissary of the Father, they have chosen for themselves a different father, the devil. The devil's lies have burrowed themselves so deeply into their minds, and their hearts, and their consciences these people so much that they cannot bear to hear what Jesus is saying. And so they have been, as Jesus teaches, murdered by the devil. This is what it means when Jesus says that the devil is a murderer. Literally, he says he is a man killer, an Adam killer. And he kills with words, so that we die spiritually and therefore eventually eternally. The Lord, though, is not content to hand us over to the devil. He is, after all, the stronger man. Jesus takes no delight in us belonging to the devil, of him being our father, of our listening to his lies, and of our eternal death. And so Jesus continues to work and to fight and to preach. He fights against the devil, then, with the one thing that can topple him, words. But not just any words, words of the Spirit, Words which are a double-edged sword, dividing between bone and marrow. Words which kill and make alive. Words that can chop off the head of the serpent. Words which drive the devil out of the mind and cast him bound into the abyss. Jesus fights against the devil, not just at his temptation in the wilderness, not just at the cross with his passion, but also and especially Jesus fights against this murderer and father of lies in our own minds by giving us the word of truth and reminding us what benefit it is to have those words. Instead of being murdered, we are made alive. Instead of having the devil as our father, we have the true father who is in heaven. Instead of rejoicing in the darkness, we live and rejoice in the light. And what is quite wonderful, then, is that the Lord gives us these words in such a profound way that we can scarcely comprehend it. Jesus, who is the true bread come down from heaven, gives us to feast on him, both physically and spiritually. We receive into our mouths that bread and body, that cup and blood, so that we would stand forgiven, and we receive also in our ears the bread of life, which nourishes our souls. As Jesus has reminded us, and the devil, man does not live by bread alone by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. And in Jesus, those two things, bread and word, are merged together in this profound and beautiful way. So Jesus then gives us this comfort that even though we have the devil always pressing in on our ears and our consciences, trying to get us to believe a false word, and in that murder us and make us his own children, even though we have this wily foe that never stops or rests, we have the Lord's word, which also never stops or rests, and brings to nothing all the work and scheming of this evil one. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. If anyone keeps my word, if anybody observes, do, does, believes, this is kind of the, the obvious note here, but more profound than that, if anyone holds on to guards, treasures, my word, if anybody has my word as their possession, you will never see death. You will never see or taste death, not because we won't die, but because two wonderful realities become ours, that our physical deaths become just a sleep, where we rest in Christ until the resurrection, and that we are promised that in that, we will not die eternally, but we'll live with Christ forever. And it is Jesus' words that give us that reality. That reality, dear saints, belongs to you. It's not a future thing. It is now, and it is yours. And so in contrast to the devil's words, which only seek to destroy us and keep us in bondage to the fear of death, Jesus' words give us life It is Jesus' words, after all, that will raise us on the last day when he comes and he speaks to our graves and to our bodies, come out, arise, dwell with me forever. In contrast to the devil's words that can only kill. It is Jesus' words, after all, that are the words of eternal life. And so even though the devil is a murderer, With God's words of eternal life, and with the living bread from heaven, with these weapons, we can fend off the devil's falsehoods and dwell in eternal life, not just in the future, but even now. Even though he is a murderer, we have Jesus, who is himself the resurrection and the life, and when we have his words, we also have the fullness of him who is the word become flesh. And being found in him and in his word, having that is our treasured possession, we will therefore, according to Jesus' promise, never perish. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.